Welcome to the Kaibass Nation. Kayak Bass Nation is presented by Dugout Bait and Tackle. Go to dugoutfishing.com to find everything you need for your next kayak bass fishing tournament. Hope you enjoy the show. Jeff Malat, Lunch Money Lambert, Also sponsored by Revo Sunglasses. Go to Revo.com, use code KBN25 to save 25% off your next order. Revo, best lenses on earth. Also sponsored by Western Sun Vodka. Go to westernsundistillery.com and use the bottle finder to find a bottle near you. All right, what's up everybody? Happy Halloween. Welcome to Kibbean Live on Halloween evening. I know some of you are probably out trick-or-treating. I don't know what the crowd's going to look like, but those that are joining us, we appreciate it. we got two guest hosts tonight. we got one right over there. You see him? The former Bassmaster Classic Nation Series Championship Classic winner, the Possum King. That's Mark right. Mark Pendergraph. What's up, man? That's right. Hell yeah. That's, that's right. Bass Misters. Misers. What's that well, Saturday what, trophy? All of it. Whatever. Bass, bass Misters. All right. All right. <laughs> And then uh, I'm stepping in tonight for uh, Mr. Mallet. <laughs> I'm a world champion from the Coosa Pelicans. First ever. Congratulations on that big win, brother. Welcome to the Champions Club. Marshall Fishing. Go Vols. Hey, now we're talking. Now we're talking. Uh, but wait, wherever you're joining us from, we appreciate y'all. If you guys saw in the comments uh, earlier before we went live on the on the post on the page and on the group page, that we're doing a costume contest tonight. So in case, if you, in case you can't tell. Yeah, in case you can't tell. It is in the Halloween. second part of the show, you'll have an opportunity to click in if you want to and show off your costume. And then we had a few sent in that we will share on the uh, screen for you guys to vote on. So yeah. audience is building. If you guys saw the guest tonight, we have Kevin Brightwell from KGB Swimbaits. I don't know how many big swimbait fans we have out there. I am kind of a novice or new swimbait guy. Uh, last year, I really got into throwing them, and I got my hands on uh, a KGB Chad Shad, and man, uh, legit stuff. And then this summer, if you guys saw, he announced his partnership with Spro, uh, going big time with Spro. So we're going to hear his story and then talk about some of the counterfeiting he's been fighting. What, what, is the, what do they say, Possum King? Uh, the, the biggest form of flattery is imitation or something like that. Something so like people, that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's ugly twin. So I was running running short on time. Believe it or not, we didn't we didn't plan on – uh dressing as pkas but here we are yeah man yeah so we're gonna have kevin in here we're gonna talk about kgb talk about his baits talk about the the fighting the good fight against some of these counterfeiters he's been dealing with uh it's gonna be good stuff so halloween night it's gonna be fun so appreciate everybody joining us before we do that we always like to talk about the goings-on from the last week or so uh ryan you see this people are saying you look like uh, hank jr or the guy off the dallas dallas buyers club hey nobody hurt my feelings yet Let's let's yeah. roll. Whew, there's my mouth. Look at there. It's like a it's like a it's like a door. <laughs> Look at there. Spread that hair Hello. back and, and there's Jeff's mouth under there. Oh. Looks like <laughs> Brad's belly button. Never mind. I'm not gonna say Oh, that. <laughs> oh. okay. Yeah. All right. Terrible, terrible. Uh but yeah, last last week's show was gigantic. We had a huge audience, uh huge uh, activity in the comments, and then afterwards more threads and more topics came up on the group page. What do you think was the, the biggest takeaway from all that, Possum King? Uh, that there's a lot of bullshit that's gone on for several years now <laughs> that has not been has not been addressed. Like there I think there's a lot of things that people are frustrated with, a lot of room for improvement. And you know, you start hearing some of the stories that come out as these discussions happen. Uh, I think it's long overdue. So, you know, let's let's get let's get it in gear, straighten this stuff out. Yeah. I I put a little poll up on the group page. And the, the two biggest vote getters, well, three, if you want to do three, was all of the above. And then the boundaries and off limits. Those were the two biggest vote getters. So I'm going to take that as the two biggest. I, yeah, I mean, I think those are probably the two biggest uh, glaring issues that we've seen so well demonstrated lately. I appreciate the people that don't fish national tournaments at all weighing in on how things should be fixed. Like, they don't even know what the hell's wrong. They're just like, ah, this is how you fix it. I'll, I'll tell you. From the couch over here, boys. 
look at that uh, comment on the screen from uh, Mr. Marshall. Look at the profile picture and then look at the, I mean, it's, you can't tell the difference. I mean, it's dead on, dead nuts accurate. You nailed it. If you would have slept in your truck for about three days before, or slept in your station wagon for three days before this uh, podcast, that would have given you all the realism you needed. I haven't washed my kayak in a month. I was trying to play the role. Is that too too short a time period? But uh, yeah, a lot of feedback on that. A lot of people were, Actually, it seemed like shocked at some of the things people people were asking and some of the stuff they'd kind of been getting away with, I think, weren't they? Oh, yeah. Didn't it seem oh, like yeah, that? for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's like, man, we need to watch you guys a little bit closer. So I, I think that there's some changes that are coming. Uh, right after our podcast, the very next day, there were some tentative changes from uh, KBF across League. Across the way. Across yeah. the lane. Yeah. Yeah. Right over there. I mean, the next day, the exact things we talked about, they made some some for sure changes and then some tentative changes and then said they're going to take a hard look at some other things. So we'll see what they do. With I that. mean, it feels, it feels great to be, to be an inspiration, you know, to, to people like that. But I don't know how in the heck you let a dude win 50 grand based around a lot of these talked about rule changes. And then, then like four days later, you're like, hey, you know, that's a problem right there. That guy just walked out of here with fifty grand, but that's turns out those are big issues. So now, now we're gonna look at them. Now at we're once, fix it. Yeah, once he gets to the bank, we're gonna look at them. And that's on. No pun intended. So, yeah, we'll we'll see how that goes. There, there's been a history over there with some things being being flexible uh, during the year. So we'll see if they they go hard and fast with whatever changes they make. It'd be cool if all the organizations at least got similar with the changes they made so people could go from one to the other without having to remember what what's what you know i'm hoping for sure we see hobie and basket on the same page that way there's not these little discrepancies with hand placement and you know things like that if, if they kind of develop a similar whether it's certified launches or boundaries and they do similar boundaries because obviously we fish a lot of the same lakes in rotation uh, every year, I think if they if they just get together on that kind of stuff, it's really going to help everybody out a lot. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So we'll see. And I think, fingers crossed, next week, maybe the week after, we're going to have the new leader from Bass on. We'll talk about some of the possible changes, maybe a schedule or two uh, might be coming out soon. So uh, hopefully in the next week or so, we'll have that locked down once and for all. What do you think? I, greater, I mean, greater than 50% it, chance? It, it don't matter what I think, Jeff. You know, I mean, there's always a lot of red tape. There's a lot of a lot of circles that have to be ran in before we can get a trickle-down schedule. AJ did – I saw a post. AJ did say that hopefully around TOC we were going to see the Hobie schedule. Uh, so we will see also when Bass is going to drop. Hopefully it's around the same time because guys have been making, uh, you know, a lot of points. You have to have vacation requests in for a lot of folks' jobs by the end of the year. Uh, so if they don't have schedules by the end of the year, how are they supposed to make sure they make your tournament? Yeah, for real. Uh, so we'll see when their schedule drops. I mean, the season's not quite over because, as we said, the TOC's coming up. Did you make it in yet? Anybody drop out for you? Buddy, I have been uh, – been an altar boy for the last couple of weeks just just praying people have bad things happen to them but nothing's nothing's popped off yet <laughs> nothing's coming so we got the TOC, and then i keep forgetting about the the big event in my neck of the woods which is right up the road here the big bass bash we had those guys on a while back and that's that's coming up quick uh next weekend up on lake of the ozarks i don't know what the turnout's looking like but hopefully that gets some traction and they have a big turnout up there John Allen is ready to ride up and see Sean Accord. We're going to get some cattle back off the res. Yeah. If y'all want to ride with us. Uh, Yeah. We're meeting up up at tight ends. We're going to meet up at tight ends and uh, head that way. Do you see what somebody said? They said, you look like a more professional, friendly version of Rip. That's what they said. I mean, like I said, y'all, y'all, y'all ain't hurt me yet. Keep shooting. No wonder Cam, I sent, I sent Cam a picture and she's like, you're not, you're not wearing that tonight. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Think you're gonna have the groupies in the DMs? Or DMs what? are closed. DMs are closed. DMs are closed. Uh, uh-huh. As always, like I said, we're having the Halloween costume contest later on in the show. So there's a link in the description on Facebook and YouTube. You can click it when we when we say go later on. If you want to show us show us your costumes, or if you throw them in the DMs, I'll try to get them into the into the rotation where we can all see them and vote on it at the end. That should be fun for a pair of Revos. Hey, how about that? That's right. 
some That's rebuilds. Right. I saw some new ones came out this week. They were pumping the Dar Sizzles, the Dunes over there on the page. <laughs> the Dar Sizzles. The Dar Sizzle Dunes. They look don't good judge on us. Don't boys. judge us on that part now. Me and yeah, Jeff yeah. do not look that good in bikini anymore. No, 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 no. You know, I've been fishing all these years, Ryan. I've still yet to run into somebody actually fishing in a bikini. I, I don't know how that's possible. But... <laughs> As a matter of fact, I haven't either. You know, isn't that weird? But anyway, the, the Revo giveaway, we'll do that later uh, based on the costume contest. And of course, we've got uh, Dugout Bait and Tackle. They're going to be carrying the new Spro stuff uh that we're going to talk with kevin about here in just a minute oh yeah and as always i've got some fall some fall sales going on down there if you get a hold of them they'll hook you up with whatever you need i'm ready to move some product this fall so holler yeah. at jamie at the dugout don't forget when you're buying glasses kbn 25 save yourself some money it also shows that you are a listener of the podcast so please yeah. use that you wouldn't believe messages we get of people that have bought the glasses and be like, I love them. And we ask if they use the code and they say, no, we just no, bought them. No. And I'm like, man, 25%. Come on. Come, come on, on, man. You can, do it. you can do it, guys. We got faith in you. I know this is a rich man's sport, but come on. Save some money, everybody, in this economy. Uh, and then Western Sun Vodka. We appreciate Western Sun, as always, keeping things lively for us at the events and just whenever. Uh, Jesse said Monday. they fish in bikinis in Bama every weekend in the summer. I don't believe you, Jesse. I don't think those start out as bikinis, Jesse. I think those are cut-off denim shorts and uh, tube tops, but they probably migrate quickly into a bikini form. Yeah. Man, I'll tell you what. All you people with long hair and beards and all that, how do you do it? Because this is brutal. I'm sweating. I'm itching. Talk to I, me bet I, I bet Ashley Kay is loving it, though. I, I'll tell you that. Yeah, she told me not to take it off after the show. Ah! <laughs> 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 Just the hair. Take the beard off, but leave the hair on. So, oh boy, it's gonna be gonna be crazy. Uh, no announcement from KLF, KLF, KFL about the playoff. Win. Oh yeah, we didn't even talk about my team, the Pelicans. The Pelicans we did. won the We title. said that first thing, did we not? Did we? we yeah, said you're Jordan Marshall, grand champion of the Pelican. That was literally the first thing we said. Yeah, Acoustic Kingfishers, aka Man. the Pelicans, or Pelicans, boy. aka the Kingfishers, won the the championship. I have not seen a an official payout structure. But I think the Pelicans did make some money this year. So we're, we're proud of the Pelicans. <laughs> Joe McElroy, Jordan we Marshall. I think they did make some money this year. I think they cleared more than they're out. So that's the main yeah. thing. I think they won a good chunk. 32K is the alleged number to the Pelicans to first yeah. place. So that's awesome. Good job, Pelicans. And I like how they're splitting it up very equitable based on participation and mileage and all kinds of wild stuff, I think. So that's good stuff there, too. Appreciate y'all. We'll, we'll see when it all. Todd, I know you gave me one, but I haven't seen it posted publicly, so I didn't know if that was public information, so I didn't want to throw it out there. I was waiting for y'all's graphic, but I appreciate the info I got from you, Todd. We try to keep everything under lock and key, Todd, until we know it's public. Yeah, yeah. If it was like a graphic, I'd throw it up there. Uh, Mark, 32K to the first place team, split however the team decides to split it. Uh, I watched the TBT in the summer, which is that $1 million basketball tournament, and that's how they do it. The winning team, there's like 13 dudes on the team. And they just figure out how to split it based on playing time or whatever. So I'm assuming that's how this is going to go to. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, Jordan says he don't care about the rest because he's a winner. So there you go. That's right, Jordan. <laughs> so there. Yeah. There so with go. that said, how about we get our guest in here? He's been waiting in his boat. Let's do it, man. Let's do it. All right. Hey, Kevin, hey, Mr. Brightwell. What's, up, what's going on, my man? Not much. How are you guys? Yeah. Oh, pretty hey, good. We dream. appreciate you sliding in here with us on Halloween night. Oh, yeah. Who are you dressed so, up as? Just myself. Uh, <laughs> I, I didn't have a costume this year. I didn't know no. we were doing the costume thing. So. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're just Jeff. Messing, Come on, man. That's, that's my fault. You just don't have a chance to win the rebound. Sorry, Kevin. Um, yeah, man, we, we wanted to have you in here a little bit, something a little bit different, you know, talking to, to a, a bait maker. I know there's some guys in my region that are kayakers that are big supporters of KGB. Uh, and I've kind of yes. watched you from afar. You know, we're not really buddies up here or anything, but you are from my region right up right up the road here. So it's cool to watch your growth over the years and now this big partnership with Spro. So we wanted to get you in here and kind of hear your story. So we appreciate you taking the time. Yeah, of course. It's a, it, it's been a, it's been a fun journey so far. It's been a long time in the making. It's, you know, it started out as a hobby and then it turned into this. So um, it, it's, it's been a, it's been a wild journey and it's been a blast. So where are you based out of, and how did you get started doing this? Were you just bored one day? Like, man, I bet I could carve up some swim baits out here. No, it's actually, uh, so I'm based out of northwest Arkansas. Uh, I got started, I started swim baiting out in California back in, 
it was around 05, 06. Uh, I lived, I grew up here in Arkansas. My family moved out there, um, out to California when I was in high school. I started high school out there and towards the end of high school, I started picking up swim baiting. And uh, on the West Coast at that time, it was either you're throwing robo worms and drop shotting or you're throwing a swim bait. And, you know, I, I got really good at drop shotting. I was having a lot of fun with it, catching some good, good fish. Um, my personal best at the time was from when I was like five years old. It was a five pound bass. Picked up a swim bait and started dabbling in that. And the first fish I caught on a swim bait was well over nine. Mm. I mean, she was a tank. I ended up catching that same fish multiple times. Uh, it was a smaller lake. It was Castaic Lagoon. Uh, ended up through the years catching that fish multiple times, watching her grow, watching her, you know, eventually start to kind of age. And I think I caught that fish probably 15 times. She had a missing upper lip. So really easy to, to identify that fish. Um, at her peak, she, she went like 10-2 at her peak. And then she kind of dwindled and, and kind of went downhill after that, but she was super aggressive. She would always sit up on the same dock and it was almost, you know, you catch her, you know, five or six times a year because she was so aggressive. She had to take every opportunity she could to eat, uh, having that missing upper lip. Super easy to identify and she was just aggressive. Uh, so you put a big bait in front of her, she was going to eat. Uh, so that was the first big fish I got. And it was about two weeks later, uh, that got me hooked on swim baits. That was, you know, I'd been fishing swim baits for about two weeks without a single bite. She was the first one that took it. It was another two weeks later before I got another bite. And later that day, I ended up catching what's still my personal best. And that was just shy of 16 pounds. Uh, so imagine that's like going deer hunting and you're, you know, you step up from a, a nice mainframe eight or something like that to shoot your 30 point buck. I mean, it's just, it, that kind of ruined me. And uh, swim bait fishing reminds me a lot of deer hunting. A lot of <laughs> a lot of being there. A lot of a lot of waiting and waiting and waiting, and then finally, finally, here it comes. It, it can be that way um, at times, but other times it's if if you don't have it tied on, you're missing out, uh, and you don't know it unless you do have one tied on. Uh, there's days where you go out. Even I still go out and blank. There's other days where I would have not had anything else tied on because just loaded the boat. Um, but that's what got me into it. And then I moved back out here from California after high school, a couple of years after, and uh, I left all my swim bait here. I didn't think it was gonna work here in Arkansas. So I left it there with my brother and uh, I was pretty much broke at the time. I came back here, had like a dollar to my name. And uh, four or five months go by and I started getting curious about swim baits and I didn't have the money to buy anything. So I started making them. I was cutting firewood at the time and I cut down a cedar tree and let it dry out for, you know, a month or two and then carved a bait out of it. And when I caught a fish on it, I was like, holy crap, this worked. And did that again and again, did that for, you know, a year or two. And then uh, just started making them out of resin. And then it just kind of slowly progressed. I mean, it went from a hobby to this really quickly. Uh, Started doing resin baits. I forget what exact year it was. It's been, gosh, eight, nine years ago, at least, uh, that I started, you know, wanting to do numbers. And the only way you can do numbers really is out of resin. I wish I could do them out of wood. Uh, I can still do wooden baits. They're just massive, you know, one-offs. You can't get production with wood unless you have a full-on wood shop and, and all that. So uh, started doing resin baits, and people started actually kind of wanting them. And then I found out we were going to, I was a firefighter when I moved back here. I started firefighting and all that stuff. So it was always kind of a side gig. You had the time off to do it. With the firefighter schedule, you have lots of time off. When I found out we were going to have my son, when I found out we were pregnant with my son, that kind of kicked it in the gear. It's like, okay, I either got to take this full speed and put everything I have into it, or I got to back off and just do the firefighting. Like I can't do both and still have, you know, and have a, a newborn. And so for the, I had nine months to ramp it up. And uh, in nine months, I ramped it up as, as hard as I could. My son was born. I continued working at the fire station for another about year, right out of year, year and a half. And the swim baits grew to the point. Vanessa jumped on board and, and 
was helping with the, the website and helping do sales and shipping and all that stuff. And we pushed it to the point where I said, okay, it's time. And uh, so I left the fire service and after, you know, close to 14 years in the fire service, left the fire service to swim full time. Yeah. That's one thing I wanted to bring up and I was going to, you know, hats off to you for, you know, you were a first responder for a long time. Uh, yeah. and, and that's what got me kind of following you to begin with. I'm like, look at this guy. He's hustling on both ends, making swim baits. I wasn't even a swim bait guy, but I was a fan of what you were doing. And yeah. uh, to make that move from from not even knowing what you were doing, you know, carving one out of a piece of wood to, you yeah. know, from firefighter to full time making baits. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable story. And it shows if you if you got a dream and a passion, you can still make it happen out there. Yeah. You just got to put your time and put yourself into it. Um, and it did. It worked out. Uh, it wasn't easy. It's, it's taking toll on, you know, I left a career that had a, a really good retirement and stuff like that. And that's a risk that, that I have to take. Now I have to make up for that. I'll still get a retirement. I put enough years in. Uh, but that's that's kind of a risk. And, and it's one that I hope pays off in the, in the long run. Um, but that's you put everything you have into into what you're doing. And, and man, you, you can make you can make it happen for yourself if you if you work hard enough. Let's talk about this because I didn't know this until I really started <laughs> looking at these swim baits. I mean, we're yep. not talking about cheap baits here, guys. I mean, we're we're talking we're talking about high quality, legit swim baits. I mean, what is is the Chad Chad what I would call your cheapest bait? Is that right or no? Yes, it is. Uh, Chad Chad is kind of the starter in the, in my lineup, and the, and the reason being, I can make smaller, cheaper baits, but it, I don't I won't make enough to pay the bills. Uh, you know, there's, there's a fine balance there and people ask why they're so expensive. Well, there's a lot of time that goes into them. I mean, yes, we pour them out of resin they come out of molds, but there's still a ton of work that goes into them. I got guys that are, you know, I've got four full-time guys, not including myself, that their job is to pour these baits, sand them, prep them, get them ready for paint. And then it's up to me whether we sell them painted or unpainted, uh, or how they go out, you know, uh, there's still a ton of time and labor that goes into each one. Uh, almost every bait we hand balance and hand tune in the tank before they even go out to tuning. I hand tune every single bait that, that leaves the shop, uh, go up to the pool and, and make sure they perform like they're supposed to. And there's adjustments that I can make to make them, you know, do different things. And, uh, you know, each one is, is handcrafted still, even though they're made out of resin, it's, they're still handcrafted there. That's why they're so expensive. Yeah. Uh, and the Chat Chat is kind of the starting one. So, how did the Spro partnership come into play? Like, I mean, so, struck up a conversation or distribution, manufacturer? Like, where was the the partnership part of it for you? What What was the light bulb that said, you know, this is this is a good move? You know, I uh, earlier on, I done a. a I had done a bullfrog bait and I tried to reach out to a couple companies once I realized how popular that bait was. And it's not feasible for me to produce. Uh, it's a highly popular bait. For me to produce it, uh, I would have to charge more than I feel comfortable charging. I know some, certain people would pay whatever to get one, but uh, that's not that's not the direction I want this company to go. So. I had reached out to other companies. I had reached out to three or four companies and just really didn't get any feedback. And so I said, you know what? I'm not going to go begging for uh, for a partnership or a contract or anything. That's not the way I want to do this. Uh, if it happens, it happens. And I've kind of let everything happen naturally since then. What happened with Spro is in the middle of COVID, uh, because all the shipping and everything and everything was shutting down, um, there was an extreme shortage of hooks. And so my normal supplier of hooks, I was down to... You know, I, when I order hooks, I order several, I order five to 10,000 at a time. And I called my hook supplier and said, hey man, I need to place an order. He said, well, Kevin, you have 50,000 hooks on back order right now. I was like, mm. I didn't even realize that. Cause I had called and okay, I need another order of hooks. I, I saw my supply dwindling. And as I saw that dwindling, I would call and make an order. Call and make an order. I didn't realize they weren't coming in. I'm too, I was spread pretty thin at the time. Uh, and I didn't realize that they weren't coming in. And I looked one day and I had about 50 hooks left. Oh, and uh, I was like, you know, that's that's 25 baits. That's it. Uh, after that, I don't I, I can no longer make baits if I don't have hooks. I have to tune my baits with hooks on them or they don't perform. I can't tune them without the hooks. The hooks are part of the balancing and everything. 
So I started calling suppliers and I called Gamakatsu and on the phone, I didn't even know who I, I just assumed when I call these companies, you know, I'm a smaller company. Well, I assume when I call these big companies that I'm getting a hold of some receptionist or something. And so, <laughs> That's what happens uh, when people call us. Yeah. So, who called you? What's huh? No, go ahead. Oh, okay. So, uh, so I got a hold of who I thought was a receptionist, placed the order for hooks, and got down to give him my email. I said, it's KGB Swimbase. And he goes, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, okay. He said, yeah, man, I love your baits. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm interested in your baits. And man, would you, it, it was kind of funny because he said, man, do you, you want to do a partnership with, with Spro? It just said it right there. I mean, it, nothing, it, it was just like that. He's like, do you want to do a partnership with Spro? And I was like, at the time, it, my answer was no. I was just like, no, not interested. I just want some hooks, man. Leave me alone. Yeah. And the reason why is because at that time I had an, like a, a huge influx of painting, paint, painting custom swim baits and painting baits got really big during COVID too. Uh, a lot of people had nothing to do or were out of work or had extra time were working from home. So they picked up hobbies. And so you guys, uh, I'm sure in the fishing industry, if anybody's in the building in the industry, all of a sudden like pop up painters everywhere. Uh, and some of them are really talented. I was getting a huge influx of painters wanting to do collabs. And so when on the phone, when he said, Hey, do you want to do, he said, do you want to do a collab with Spro? When I heard that word collab, it automatically was like, no, you know, I was having to turn down so many people. It just, I didn't even like the word collab. It was, a, it was just a automatic. <laughs> and so I'm walking around the shop talking, we're talking about fishing and stuff. Once he started talking about swim baits, like we had more in common to talk about. So we started talking about, and it clicked. I was like, wait, what a minute. What did you just offer a few minutes ago? Can we, can we go back to that and talk about that again? And uh, luckily, I didn't shoot myself in the foot too early. Uh, we started talking about it on the phone, and we kind of almost came to a deal that day that, yes, I want to do a collab with Spro. And we kind of started talking about which bait. And this was all over a, a phone call source and hooks. Uh, so I ended up getting an order of hooks in, ended up putting together a contract, uh, got to pretty much the contract I originally got was one that would normally go to like a pro staffer. So it was kind of just, it, it was loosely put together. And so I got an attorney just to be safe and, and, you know, I've never had to have an attorney before, but I wanted everything to be legit and legal for Spro to be protected, for me to be protected. Cause this isn't the typical, like I didn't just sell them the design. It's a, it's a collaboration. So we're both, we're both putting our names out there together uh, in like a partnership deal. And I wanted to make sure that I didn't get shorted and I wanted to make sure they didn't get shorted or anything like that. So it took about three or four months to get the contract all wrote up and put together. And then uh, we started working on the bait and we ended up deciding on the Chad Chad. Um, I had some features of the smooth Chad Chad, the newest version that I really liked. And I had some features of the older Chad Chad that I really liked and kind of mashed those together and ended up with the, uh, let's see, ended up with that guy right there. Yeah, so, I saw I saw the pictures on the release, man. It looks legit. Talk about how that's good. I mean, price point comparison from custom KGB to the Spro one is how it's about a hundred and twenty dollar difference. Is that right? Uh, not quite that. Well, it depends on you know certain certain shops I sell to. They sell the Chad Chad custom painted for you know up, upwards of two hundred dollars. I charge one hundred and ten unpainted. One, I think it's one forty five, one fifty five. I have to go back and look. It's been a while since I've sold the painted ones. Um, but yeah, the, and the Spro is coming in at, at was it under 60 bucks. Yeah. 59. 59 wow. Yeah. And so part of that is that they're mass produced. Um, you know, these are an ABS bait Worked very closely with them. They sent me, let's see, one, two, three, they sent me, you know, almost a dozen renditions of it to get the balancing and everything right, uh, to play with the shape, the color, the detail, all that stuff. And this was a... For a normal production bait, um, like any crankbait or anything out there, they normally go through, unless they're just a blatant copy of something else, they go through, you know, two or three years of development to get to that point. Me being a bait maker, we kind of had, uh, uh, we were ahead of the curve there, and it, we were able to produce this bait in right out a year from start to finish. 
Uh, and our goal was to have it done in time for ICAST to show it off in ICAST, and we met that goal. Uh, but yeah, it, it, it's they're, they're able to mass produce them. We were able to speed track this because of the experience that I've got doing this. I already knew exactly what I was looking for. Whenever they sent me a bait, I knew what adjustments needed to be made and where it needed to be made to get that bait to perform. And it was just really good communication with Spro and the guys at Spro, and they were able to translate that and give it to the factory and the, and the designers overseas to make it actually work. Uh, you know, they sent a couple renditions and they tried to simplify it, and it didn't work. Uh, one of them they sent. The, the weighting has to be positioned in certain places, and they sent one with all the weight combined in one for ease of production. And yeah, it's easier to put drop one weight in a bait, <laughs> but it didn't work. And I told them that, like, as soon as I saw it, I was like, this isn't going to work. And I still tried it. I still played with it and tried to fish it, and it does okay, but it, it, it doesn't perform like it should. So I told them, I said, no, you got to go back and put them. I literally would draw pictures and be like, put the weights here, 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 here you know, all this stuff, or put... Uh, you know, gave them the measurements of, of how to do the joints and all that stuff. So it was a very hands-on process for me. Like the scale pattern even that's on these baits. I drew that out on a piece of paper. I'll get one up close for you guys. Let me get one that looks better. That one's been beat up. Straight out the pack. I dig it. Straight out the pack. So even the scale pattern that's on these, I got to find my camera. There it is. Yeah. But the scale pattern that's on these, I drew that out by hand. Uh, scanned it into the computer, perfected it, printed it off, and sent it to them. And they were able to put that on the bait. So, like, every detail is something that I had a part on. I did the paint jobs on these. Uh, I, they sent me some samples, some blanks. I painted up, painted them up and sent them back. Uh, it's about a month later, I get a package in the mail, and I open up the package. And I, I thought I was just getting – I hadn't seen the actual packaging yet. You know, I've never seen my baits in an actual, like, uh, store packet. And uh, they send them back, and they're in packages. And I, I was kind of annoyed because I thought I got the exact same baits that I sent to them. I was like, well, that doesn't show me anything. That doesn't show that they can match the paint. And then I open them up. I had to open them up and take them out and look at them to realize that I didn't paint those baits. They were able to match them that closely to the paint jobs that I provided for them. And I even went and took, like, the stencils and stuff that I used. And I laid down, and they matched it to the T. I mean, they they couldn't have done. Yeah, Brad in the comments said this pro Chad Chad is going to be a gateway swim bait for a lot of people. Is that kind of the idea here? Is to give people a high performance bait, but not completely break the bank? Is that the idea? Yes. So we had the whole time we had a kind of a price point mind that we wanted to hit, and, and that was that was part of it was to keep it. To keep it at a reasonable price point where the average angler, it, it's not so much of a reach. I mean, when you put it this way, most swim baits, a lot of guys who've never fished swim baits, they're afraid that they're going to lose it on the first cast. And that's why they don't want to spend money or <laughs> lose it on the first trip. Or they don't want to spend the money on it. On average, you're fishing these things on average 20 pound line. So as long as you don't get that thing buried into a brush pile or, or, you know, or a log or something like that, that's out of reach, you're likely to get that bait back. Uh, so unless you really mess up, or unless you snap it off without, you know, you don't retie throughout the day or something like that, you're you're likely to keep a bait for years. Well, how many crank baits or jerk baits or jigs, adding up to sixty dollars, could you lose in one trip? Uh, chatter baits all the time. <laughs> so, I mean, five five a day usually. <laughs> it's easy to do that. I mean, I used to fish traditional stuff, and it would be easy to lose. You know, gosh, on a on a average day you can lose 15 20 dollars worth of stuff on a bad day you might lose over 100 on traditional gear so, so i got a question for you when guys are coming into this swim bait game yeah what do you recommend them to start out with not not a custom swim bait rod or whatever but if somebody right. is just getting into this brand new they see this on the shelf and they're like i want to i want to try swim bait out i'm going to buy the chad shad what do they need to throw it on what's your recommendation they need to get uh, uh a heavier rod. I don't want to give a specific, I don't want to lead anybody in the wrong direction, but get you a heavier rod. Most of your heavier bass gear, like if you could throw an Alabama rig, you can throw this. It's, you know, 2.4 ounces. So, and out, what do most Alabama rigs weigh? They're weighing, you know, some of them. which one you throw, but yeah, heavy. Yeah. So, I mean, there's lighter ones, there's heavier ones, but if you can throw an Alabama rig, you're going to be able to throw this bait. 
So the same rig setup that you would throw an Alabama rig on or something like that. Uh, if you get a 200 size reel with a wide spool, and I like the faster, I like a, my preference that they are a little bit expensive, but my, my preference is either the Corrado, Shimano Corrado or Shimano Tranks. Yeah. Uh, right there. So, and I like the higher speed reels. I get a better performance out of those reels. So if something with a higher speed, you're going to, you're, you're going to get a better reaction with these baits, uh, better control over them. Are you talking in the eight range or the 10 range? Where are you going? What? I like eight, eight, five, okay. eight, five, one, eight, five, somewhere in there. Uh, okay. the Corrado 200, eight, five, this thing, what's good about it is every half turn, it matches the cadence of the bait, the natural cadence that the bait wants to, to be in. Uh, you get that with every half turn. So with every half turn, you can get that bait to shoot out to a different direction. Uh, slower reels, you're having to do like a full turn or a turn and a half. If you go down to like a super slow gear reel, you're having to do a full turn. It's, it's going to be a lot of work. Uh, if you go up to the 10 speed, you don't have, in my opinion, you don't have the torque. You lock into an eight or 10 pound fish that hammers this thing and it's going to feel like your reel jammed up. It's going to feel like you're real locked up. Sometimes it'll do that with the eight gear. Um, and you got to realize you got to put leverage on that fish and get it to turn at you and you're fine. But if you go too high a gear, you lose some of that torque that you need for those bigger fish. Uh, and then to start off 20 pound line, if you go out and get some 20 pound big game, you're going to hold on to that bait for a long time. That's a really tough line. It's a really stretchy line. It's forgiving for backlashes. It's forgiving for uh, rubbing it up against trees or docks or rocks and stuff like that. Just check your line once in a while and retie and you're, you're going to keep these baits for a long time. Uh, I'm glad to hear you say that because I had some local swim bait aficionados tell me to get on the big game and I did it and I thought, man, are these guys leading me astray this cheap ass big game. But I hear you say it. Now I believe I'm a full believer. No, I've been using the game for years. It's got a lot of stretch. There's times where I would prefer not as much stretch. Um, if I'm fishing for really jumbo fish, you know, big striper or something like that, sometimes that stretch gets a, a little out of hand. Um, and if that's the case, I switched it from a, I go braid to mono. So I do braid to big game and I'll run like a five or six foot leader. I do that a lot. Um, I kind of switch throughout the season if I'm throwing straight mono or, or braid to mono. Yeah. Very so. cool. And we, well, we, we don't have time tonight to get into your rods because you sell rod, swim bait rods as well on the website. Uh, some really nice swim bait rods. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Look at the handle on that thing. That's, that's yeah. insane. Yeah. They're extra long, uh, helps with leverage yeah. on casting. It, it takes a lot of torque off your wrist, off your shoulders and elbows. Uh, really lazy casting. Just let the rod do the work and you're good to go. I wanted to get into a couple things before we got you out of here later, you know, this evening. Yeah. One is the swim bait culture. It's wild, which is these baits are, you know, 150, 200, $300, some of them. Um, but the swim bait culture, when you do a drop, they're gone, aren't they? I mean, they are gone. Yeah, uh, and we've played with different avenues on trying to slow down how fast they go to give people more of a chance. I've tried different times of the day. Uh, I tried just tackle scores for a while, uh, tried different stuff. But yeah, uh, for example, I did, when I re reintroduced the crappie, uh, that guy, when I reintroduced the crappie. That thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. So. When I brought this guy back, I, I did it about a year and a half, two years ago. I did a, a bunch of crappie, and I wanted to reinforce some of the things. I made a few tweaks on it, just made the bait overall better, in my opinion. Uh, when I brought it back, I waited until I had over 300 to sell because I, I knew they were going to go really fast. And I thought 300 might last at least 5, 10, 15 minutes on the website. And they, I think they lasted under a minute. I think it was like 50 seven 56 57 seconds at 300 baits just out i mean and what gone. was the price point what was the price point on those those were uh 180 or 190 i've had to go up on prices because everything on my end is going up but i think they were 180 or 190 when i did that uh and that sounds like a fortune but they're still overhead and stuff like that yeah yeah i'm just uh, saying that's that's how you run a business right there ryan can we start in in our free time? Can we start whittling baits, Jeff? Uh, probably not. I can't even hang a picture straight, so there's no way in hell I'm whittling, <laughs> whittling baits. It's supposed to run upside down, you jackass. It's custom. <laughs> that's the, that's the secret. It's erratic. Well, that's 
it blows my mind that they go that fast. You know, it's like for a while I thought the crappie was was starting to slow down, and this is one of the top sellers for for this and the chat. Well, I guess they're all top sellers, but uh, I thought the demand was starting to slow down and selling mainly through just tackle stores for a little while, and then I put something on the website, and boom, they're gone again. So it's just like the support out there is crazy. Uh, there's a lot of people throwing them that are really low key about it. Uh, that you would never know or throw, a lot of the pro guys are throwing swim baits and you would never know it. You'll never see them on their deck. Um, they kind of break them out when the cameras aren't on and stuff like that. So that's part of it. There's a lot of guys who get addicted. They don't just buy one, they'll buy, there's guys who have, you know, over a hundred of my baits. Um, and it's all first come first serve. I, I let them. Do they get part I, ownership in the company if they own a hundred of them. I mean, that's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a lot. Yeah. yeah. But no, it's just first come, first serve. So some people think there's robots or, or favoritism going on. And that's not the case. It's just first come, first serve. So performance-wise, what are the difference from the the resin, the resin chad chads that you make there in-house versus the the Spro uh, AGB version? Yeah, and that's there's a question on the screen that goes to that as well. Luke asks, what's the rate of fall on the Spro versus non-Spro? The rate of fall is still about a three to four, and that's something that I was very adamant on that I didn't want – if somebody's bought my resin baits before, I didn't, I didn't want them to get a spro and be disappointed. And if somebody got a spro bait and then bought a resin one, I didn't want them to have a big comparison and be like, well, that resin one's so much better. I put everything I had into the spro. Uh, Performance-wise, I'm actually getting some performance out of the spro that I cannot replicate with resin. Uh, and I think it's just the material, the way that the ballast is and everything in it. They're gliding out extremely far. So if you like those long sweeping glides, they glide out and they shoot out. They have a really good way of balancing out once. The easiest way I know to describe it is if you pop the bait really hard, if you give it a hard reel twitch or pop it with your rod, the bait's gonna nose down. Well, with the resin baits, they take a little bit to level back out. They still do it pretty, really quickly, but the is just boom, they're level. So what's good about that is if you're fishing docks or any kind of floating structure, logs, anything that's, you know, horizontal structure, you can run this up beside it, run this up beside the dock, and then boom, get it, and once it levels out, it's right under the dock. It drops down about a foot, and it will level out under the dock. You can do it again and get it deeper. Every time you do that, you're going to get it to go deeper, uh, but then you can shoot it really wide up under the dock. So I'm getting a wider glide out, and it levels out a little faster than the resin baits. Uh, the only thing I would say might be really that the, that the resin baits still up for is the burn. On the burn, a lot of the resin baits still cut really, really hard. As in the spro, it, it still cuts, but it's not as noticeable like on your rod tip. It's not going to sit there and just thump, 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 thump on the way in. Every time this thing turns, it feels like a thump. These are a little bit smoother, um, and that's not lacking in any way. It's just different. Um, and once people realize that, hey, th there is a, there is some give and take, but they both have a performance that they're, they're, they're still room for both, but you're not lacking anything with, with the Spro base. We put everything we had into it. It had to be a home run out the gates. Otherwise, I wasn't going to do it. Yeah, awesome. Um, and that, what do you, there are two things I want to talk about as well. One is, the resellers. How do you feel about that? People that get on the drops and then jack the price up. Are you just kind of hands off on that? Or are you, you guys know, trying I, to mitigate that? I was mitigating that really hard for a while. And I realized it's a battle that I just can't, I, there's nothing I can do about it. And I fought that for a year. I fought that. It took it very personal. Um, end up getting like a couple people we end up having to ban from the website and block them. Um, and what kind of shifted, we, we had ended up banning one person. We canceled their order because I found out he was flipping baits. Canceled their order, banned them from the website, the Facebook and all that stuff. Or I know we banned them from Facebook. I don't know if we can ban them from the website, but I know we banned them from Facebook because they wouldn't get notifications unless a friend told them or something. Um, that person ended up being a pretty violent person. Uh, never did anything too personally, but made a bunch of threats. Uh, made my family and my, made us feel uncomfortable. Uh, once we did some digging and found out how bad of a person this really was, we were like, crap. You know, and that was my call. I'm the one that said, hey, cancel his order. Well, then that put my family at risk. And I kind of started rethinking the whole thing. I was like, well, you know, I've been fighting the noble fight for a year on the flippers. 
and there's nothing I can do. Once I sell a bait, it's if somebody doesn't want it, they can sell it. It's their it's their property, and it's not like it's cheap stuff. These are you know if somebody buys a two hundred dollar fishing reel, do you think a fishing reel manufacturer is going to say, hey, you can't sell that, especially if they're hard to get? No, they're not going to do that. So I had to kind of re rearrange my thinking and approach it differently. And my only thing is, man, be careful who you buy from. Uh, that is a gateway. That's something else I, I think we're probably going to end up talking about is, is, is uh, the counterfeit stuff. When they're selling on eBay and stuff like that, that's a gateway for, one, people to get ripped off. Two, that's how prices get jacked up. Don't buy from them unless you absolutely need the bait or, or, you know, that's up to you. You can buy whatever you want, but it opens up an avenue for all kinds of other trouble. Uh, that's actually how we found out about I don't know if you want to get into it yet. That's next. Uh, that was next on my list. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how we found out about the counterfeit baits. So I've always done kind of a warranty type thing. It's not nothing in writing or anything. I just try to take care of the guys who are supporting me. Somebody breaks a bait or has to with a bait swimming funny or something like that. I try my best to take care of them. Now, if somebody blatantly breaks a bait on a dock or something like that, it's like, man, I'll try to help you out. But, you know, I got some repeat guys who just go out and abuse the crap out of their baits and expect me to replace it. It's like at some point, uh, you gotta kind of be like, man, sorry, <laughs> you know, but I got a bait back and something that was just weird about it. It wasn't performing right. It wasn't looking right. And talked to the customer. He bought it off eBay and got to look at the bait. I didn't make that bait. It was a, <laughs> it was a Chad Chad, but it was not a Chad. It was not made by me. And the reason I know, I mean, I build these, I design them. I know there's certain features that were missing that should have been there. And there were something, certain things that were added that shouldn't have been there. And it was, I talked to the seller or I talked to the buyer and he confirmed that he bought it as a chat chat on eBay. And it wasn't a chat chat. It was a counterfeit. Um, later that day, it just so happened that I got another package and it was a legend. And same thing, like once I was aware of like, holy crap, you know, how many of these have I repaired or done my best to repair and sent off, you know, a new bait for these customers? Who knows? You know, if I get a bad bait and I can't fix it, it hits the trash. I don't hold on to it. Um, but I got a legend in and it was also a counterfeit. So started my little digging investigation. I asked those guys to go back and find the seller. And one of them, that bait had traded hands like four or five times. And we finally found the original seller and it came from the same eBay account. <laughs> Interestingly enough, that eBay account registered back to a guy who lived five minutes from where I started all this. Hey. Could have been anywhere in the country. Registered back, literally down there. I would drive by his house every day going to town. If I still lived like where I started this, I moved since then. But I would drive by his house every day. And this guy was selling counterfeit chat chats. Um, after doing more and more digging, found out this guy also started his own fishing lure company, swim bait company, registered at that address. And it's like, so it made perfect sense that like, I cannot say for a fact, because they won't admit it, that these guys made the counterfeit, but every counterfeit I've ever had traced back to them one way, shape or form or another. And they also made a, a, uh, a fishing lure company making very similar baits. Uh, they're kind of the, the wish version of a KGB Chad Chad or something like that. <laughs> it's yeah. close enough that to a beginner, you wouldn't know. Right. Do you, do you need us to take him to the train station? Cause we got, we got some people out there in Arkansas. I can't say anything, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, take them now. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> So That's how many crazy. do you think are in circulation or have you gotten back that are fakes? I don't know yet. I've asked them. I, I confronted them. I've talked to them. They attorneyed up really quick. So did I. Sent them a cease and desist. Uh, they deny it. You know, oh, well, we buy and sell trade baits all the time. Don't know how that one came from me. Well, yeah, me neither. <laughs> Dude, you're making them. Uh, it just so happens that he have, you know, builds a very similar bait. And uh, anyway, it's, it's just kind of a, a, that's a really crappy way to do business. Like if you oh, need, yeah. if you're trying, and I, my idea is that he was probably trying to fund his business or start up his business, needed the money to do it. That was easy money. Filter out some baits that, that uh, you know, we're going to sell and get some money real quick and then start your own. 
So I don't know how many in circulation. It could be hundreds. I know I've got about 30 um, out of circulation. 30? I've got over 30 out of circulation. Um, and I just had another one pop up the other day. I thought this was done and over with a year ago. I kind of let it settle. I was like, you know what? If they're out of circulation, no big deal. I had another one pop up just the other day. It's traded hands three or four times. And that's the bad part of this is some of these baits. The reason I get them in is because they don't perform. Uh, so here's like one bait. If it just went to one person, it didn't perform. And then it came to me that affected one person and it affected my reputation. When that bait traded hands five times and you had, you know, the four middle guys didn't know that it wasn't an authentic KGB there. That hurts my reputation. Yeah. That hurts KGB. That even hurts Spro now because there's five guys out there that may not buy one. They may not buy a Spro. They may never buy another KGB because the one that they had was a piece of garbage. Um, didn't perform like it would. That's why they sold it. And, and you know, Otherwise, you and I talked on the phone about that, Kevin. It's like, it's one thing if people just look at your bait and try to copy it and call it the bad shad or some other nonsense and don't don't call it the chad shad don't you know what i mean right. but it's another thing to stamp a chad shad name on it and sell it as such you know oh, what yeah. i'm saying that's a whole different deal well even in the legend like i have my initials carved into the bait on the on the mold on the legend on the original one i carved my initials on the bait that's what kgb is it's my initials they i mean they molded it and had that in there and we're selling it with my initials on there i mean there's so many layers of fraud there i mean it's counterfeiting and and that's what legally if you look at the terms of counterfeiting they don't care if it's money they don't care if it's watches or purses or nike shoes they treat counterfeiting the same so it's a federal crime to do that um and it i, I don't know if these guys know how big of a pot they stepped in it's however far i want to push it at this point um you know they're almost i even told them i i tried to message them again and they just clammed up won't respond you know they're oh they didn't do anything wrong um, you know, I, I said, look, if this is almost a done deal, I'm willing to just like, don't do it again. I've got bigger fish to fry. But if there's still hundreds of them out there, that's where I was asking like, how many are out there. Cause I would like an idea. They, they're the only ones that know how many they sold and how many people have these exchange hands. If they did a hundred baits and each bait traded hands three or four times, that's a lot of people that may not ever buy one of my products again. Yeah. That's a lot of people that may not buy one from Spro. Um, it, you know, it, I don't know how big of it, uh, how big it is. And we won't truly know, I guess, unless they ever want to open up and talk about it. Yeah. That's, it's that's unfortunate insane, that these guys are deeply rooted in, in the kayak industry too. Um, yeah. And in the fishing industry, like one of them, I know one of them sells boats, one of them is in kayak clubs and goes out and has an incredible winning streak of showing up with full limits like how can you trust someone that's something i wanted to talk on i'm not a big kayak guy i used to kayak fish but how can you trust somebody who is knowingly doing counterfeit baits let them sponsor your kayak group and then somehow this guy comes in and wins like and brings in a full limit of fish on a on a streak that nobody's ever heard of well that right. now's a really ironic time to bring that up <laughs> in fairness i do know the guy only throws a ned rig in tournaments well, well, that's that's a different story, but it's just like I don't know how. And I didn't watch this last episode. I, this is the first really podcast I've been on in a while, and I'm too busy to watch podcasts. But I get, I almost get like heated over that. Like yeah. how the integrity there. Like I'm so glad that lead weight thing happened with the with the walleye, walleye guys, yeah. Because that opened up an integrity issue when you have somebody that's not doing counterfeits, but you're letting them sponsor your group with their knockoff company. It, it, and, and even on top of that, that guy brings in a, a, a record, almost a record number of five fish limits that's unheard of. Like even pros struggle to do that. It's just, I'm not saying. Well, what I think the deal is there, Kevin, uh, if there was a, if you, if you did push this in the, in the court of law and uh, there were real findings out there public, yeah, it wouldn't, I don't, you know, I don't think the club's a partner, but when it's, when it's, I hate to say he said, he said, but. Some guys are saying they believe the party and some people believe you and that, you know what I mean? And that's just, that's just the way it is, whether that's right or wrong. And I'm not, and I'm, I have listened to you enough and seen enough that I believe you. And I, and I believe that these are counterfeit baits and it sounds like they're coming from one source from, from everything that you've told me. Um, Each source lines up with that manufacturer and that's all I can say. Uh, yeah. 
the odds of that happening, and it's all documented, it's all screenshot, like every bit of it's 100% documented. eBay don't, don't lie. The addresses and, and when you register a business under, under you know, it, it doesn't lie. Everything, yeah. it's black and white. So, so yeah, I'll be curious to see about it, but it does. It, it's, it's annoying. If it's already, if, if all the baits are out of circulation, I don't care. Uh, I can move on. If I keep having more and more pop up again as fall approaches and guys start breaking up the big baits and find ones that don't perform, then it's a bigger issue. Yeah. Well, I hope that you can get resolution to that and put a stop to it. And, you know, frankly, you know, you could probably get compensated if you wanted to, you know, if you could, uh, big no, time, big time. No, since it falls under counterfeiting, because that's exactly what it is, it's theft by deception. It's another term. Like that's what the county or, or state police would use is theft by deception. Yep. Uh, but it also goes up hot to much higher levels on the counterfeiting side. And it doesn't matter if they only did a little bit or a lot. That's a federal crime, but you can, you can face some serious jail time for that up to 10 years. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, you know, it's one thing when someone's down the road doing it. I mean, we see this with kayaks and different baits all the time from overseas. You get, you know, some knockoff Hobie drive, whatever they call them from over, you know, on wish.com that they send over here or Alibaba, Alibaba website. But, yeah. you know, it's another thing to, for someone homegrown to be doing that and, and straight up well, kind of finish stuff. Part of me wants to like fight the noble fight and, and really try to make a point of this. And I have every grounds to do that. And another part of me is like, you know what? If it's almost done, let it rest. I got bigger fish to fry. I'm, I want to move forward. I don't want to. I don't want to keep dealing with this crap. From you know, this started a little over a year ago, and it's like, you know, I've already done what I can do to get all of them out of circulation. Uh, if a couple pop up here and there, you know, it's whatever. I know I'm kind of back and forth. That's a battle, I guess, that I'll have to decide on. What I think that's a lot of people's opinion, though. When you catch folks kind of doing some stuff, it's like, well do we want to continue to to drag this out and make it a big public spectacle or do we just want to get it over with and make it go away and move on you know that's kind of where i'm at you know i've got i've got a whole future ahead for myself my family my you know the business all that stuff do i really want to keep digging onto these guys and and for what you know uh, could i set an example industry-wide probably I, I have everything in order to do that I, i'm just and I still can, so because every time a new bait pops up, that extends the case. Uh, so if this, you know, if I get some free time, we'll see what happens. If if I stay busy yeah. and they're moving forward, why mess with it? Hopefully they do an actual investigation on them. I think that's the key, as we've learned. Yeah. It's however hard we want to push it and the customers want to push it. You know, I've, I've advised the most recent customers that they need to file for charges, uh, theft by deception. It's... It's really that simple. And some states have, you know, because it hit, because they were bought through eBay and then shipped across state lines, that's, that becomes even more like it just, these guys really stepped in it and don't even know it. Uh, I think they maybe didn't think it would be a big deal. Maybe thought they could slip under the radar, put some baits out there, but it's very, very wrong to do that. Not only in just baits, but really anything like, just don't do it. <laughs> it's that simple. You can really mess up your, uh, you mess with the wrong person. You can really mess up your finances. You, you, it can mess you up pretty bad. You know, they're facing jail time if I really want to push it. Yeah. Yeah. Unbelievable, man. Well, I hope that stops. I hope you can get all of them out of circulation. Um, yep. we don't want to keep you too much longer. Um, uh, anything else you want to hit with it, hit us with, are you going to do a legend collab with the uh, Spro or is the Chad show a one-off? Uh, we're going to see how the chat chat goes. We're talking about other stuff. We've already worked on some other stuff. I just can't, uh, I'm not at liberty to say what it is. Or when <laughs> it so there's some other stuff that's already done. Um, right now we're waiting on other, other people in the industry to finish up their ends of the deal. My product is done. Uh, we're waiting on some others for that to be announced. And I don't, I don't want to speak on behalf of Spro on what that is yet. Uh, but I think people are going to be really happy about it, and I can stand behind the product 100%. All right. Nice. As far as the next uh, bait project, we're either going smaller or we're going bigger. I don't know yet. We might do both at the same time. We'll see how the chat chat goes. Uh, <laughs> but awesome. I've been working on a little smaller bait, uh, something that you could throw on a spinning rod if you wanted to. Um, it's a little four and a half inch wide, very similar to the chat chat, and it still has really good performance. 
and then we could always step it up and do you know the legend uh, the nine inch, it would essentially be a nine inch version of the chat chat you have to change some of the proportions but essentially be a chat chat and have the same performance that you can expect from from our handmade baits awesome nice i like it congrats so, on congrats success, man thanks Thank for you. coming on we appreciate it and good luck with everything absolutely thank you guys it was a blast um hit me up anytime you, i guess I'll, I'll throw a little plug in there anybody has any questions or anything you hit me up on facebook instagram um uh, i've got a TikTok too i, I don't really i, I put, post videos but i don't really message on there much any, anything can so you facebook, dance can you dance at all or no i just put together <laughs> videos and stuff so Fair there enough, fair enough. I may start dancing, though. Who knows? <laughs> You're the man, Kevin. All right, thank you, guys. Oh, see there we go. Kevin Brightwell, everybody. <laughs> what a story. Good stuff. That's All wild, right. man. Damn now, neighbor damn neighbor out there bootlegging swim baits. That's some bullshit. It really is. You know, and I hope he gets the end, the the resolution he wants, just, You know, whether it's just stopping it or he takes it to the courts or whatever. But That's crazy. Um, but now... We're going to do the costume contest and we're going to get you guys out here tonight. There is a link in the description. If you have a costume on, you can click in there and join and show us what you got. But I've got some pictures I'm going to throw on the screen and let you guys that are watching vote on the best one that we have in the, uh, the submissions. Oh, boy. So let's go. Oh, boy. All right. First up, we've got Anthony, the adult Boy Scout. <laughs> That's not creepy at all not creepy at all he's mean bugging he's got a Come, comes beard. with its own restraining order badge there <laughs> that's right we got anthony well done anthony uh let's see next up we've got nick i don't know what? what's going on here but i'm afraid what is that, that so we got anthony know. we got nick <laughs> Are those glasses painted on or are they real glasses? I, well, I don't, I'm not sure. This is like the Matrix uh, meets Karate Kid or something here. I'm oh, wait a minute. We got, this we've got a, we got a call in costume. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> this is going to be a contender. I can tell already. Oh God. <laughs> it's what? What's up, y'all? Are you at a haunted house right now? No, I'm actually I was I was gonna pre-fish for Kato, but it's off limits. So <laughs> I decided to go to New Orleans and get some beads. Steven Seagal, that's who that was. Steven Seagal is the other guy, but we have J Fish rather than <laughs> K Fish. Looking good. I didn't have any tin cup, but I do got this and it's pretty okay. You I'm decided out. not to braid your hair for this. You let your hair flow. Like How y'all doing? Oh shit. Um <laughs> I don't know. I'm not. I'm not even gonna comment. Okay. You have to have a. You have to have a nearby. I don't know where my G is, but you know. Hola. All right. I like it. So we got a K fish. Thank you, Josh. Submission. Thank you. Love y'all. Happy Halloween. Gotta... You the man. <laughs> Be good, boy. Oh wow. Woo. That was yeah. uh, outstanding. Right. <laughs> I mean, outstanding. J fish. Yeah. Yeah. Right, let's keep on with the uh, submissions. We've got uh, Mark Springer and his uh, partner, the Taco and the Weed Man, submitted in the comments on Facebook. Well done. Okay. Got the you notice the weed Crocs to finish the outfit uh, off. Yeah, that pulls it all together. I like that. Is that a vibe hat? Yeah. Okay. Sure enough. <laughs> Solid product placement. Wow. Okay. Uh, this one was in the comments too. This is uh, John Allen as Luke Bryan. Put is. on a costume, John. Damn. <laughs> he said this was Luke Bryan. I don't know what that shaver there is on the counter. What that video used for? <laughs> <laughs> he was prepping for the. He's evening. doing a little bit of manscaping pre uh, <laughs> yeah. Luke Bryan appearance. Out he there. decided to leave that on the on the counter for the picture. Appreciate you, John. I feel you. I feel you. Uh, and then this is one of my personal favorites. We're gonna throw this one on here. Bam. <laughs> Russell Johnson, <laughs> he said for the adults, or for the children, he was known as the chicken man. But for the adults, he was known as the BBC, the big black chicken, is what he said. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's, that's what he was named, was the, the BBC, the big black chicken. I, <laughs> I wouldn't expect anything less, Russell. Yeah, so there we go, Russ. So that's all the submissions we have. We need your votes. Is it BBC? Is it Jayfish? Is it Steven Seagal? The adult creepy Boy Scout guy? 
Taco Man and Weed Boy? Or uh, Luke Bryan? Who's the winner tonight? Throw it in the comments. Let's see it. Also in the uh, Chicken Man is his sidekick, Banana Hammock, up there in the trailer. You see him up there in the top. I'm, I I missed the banana, thankfully. Uh, I will say, while everyone's voting, I don't understand how Eric Siddiqui can function because I cannot see shit with sunglasses on inside. That's why I keep having to lean over to read my laptop. So we've got we've got a neck and neck race with Chicken Man and Jay Fish right now. We need more votes. Put them in the comments. Oh, man, I you know. Jay, Jay Fish, Jay Fish, pretty pretty solid partying down there in uh, in New Orleans due to the off limits period. He said New Orleans or Shreveport. He said cattle. He's pre fishing. No, said. he said he can't pre fish. He's oh. down getting some beads somewhere, or she, or whatever he identifies as. I guess we shouldn't judge Jay Fish uh, on his gender. There, you want to see the rest of Jeff's outfit? It's right there, Mister Marshall. Right there. <clears throat> Authentic, son. Take that. <laughs> Take that, my man sponsors himself. That's right. He said he said New Orleans beads and such. Yeah, there you go. There you go. All right. So we got Chicken Man, Jay Fish, Chicken Man, Jay Fish. Let's see. Let me count these up. You're making me do math this is here. Too. Way too close. Yeah. Is there any way we can arrange a dance off? Oh, we got one for the adult creepy boy scout. I think that was Anthony voting for himself. Appreciate okay. you, Anthony. Okay, solid. Appreciate you sending it in. <laughs> way to stack the deck. <laughs> Jordan, if you'll send me a King Pelican jersey, I will wear it. Every show, I'll wear that King Pelican jersey. King uh, we got another for Jay Fish. That may be the tiebreaker. We're only going to give it a few more minutes and wrap this thing up because oh, I got to get this beard off. I do not know how you people do this. Count my vote for Jay Fish, too, by the way. You got a Jay Fish? I got I'm, a Jay I'm Fish for the BBC vote. guy. Of Big course. chicken man. Big like of chicken. course you are. No, Lambert is is uh, Mark Pendergraph, who's also in the comments. Uh, Max Lee is voting for Steven Seagal. Everybody but Taco Man and Weed Boy have, has gotten a vote. So, come on. Shocking. No, Jordan, I got socks on. Sorry, buddy. You don't want to see what's below the table. <laughs> oh, God. We got to vote for the Possum King. He's not in the contest. I'm not in the contest. I'm just here to support Ugly Twin, you know? No one's voting for me because they really think it's Jordan. This is a costume, y'all. This isn't actually Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, suckers. Can't believe y'all didn't know that. Yeah. All right, I'm going to give it about 30 more seconds, and we're going to call call it like Fox News on election night. We're going to call it. Oh, we're, we're going to – we'll get back to you with more voting at 7 a.m. Yeah, this may change after midnight when the uh, water pipes break and they stop counting votes. <laughs> right now, it's it's Jay Fish just a nose ahead of the BBC. Jay Fish, Jay Fish. Yes, <laughs> Russell, you better vote for yourself to catch up, man. Come on. Russell, you got to throw a chicken man vote in the comments. Come on. We're going to cut One, it off. We're going to cut two, it off. Three, <laughs> four. Shut up, Bob. <laughs> All right. So it looks like oh, there's another J Fish vote. That's the nail in the coffin. It hey looks yo. like J Fish. Russell even voted J Fish. Holy <laughs> smokes. <laughs> and Russ Spencer, it's a runaway now. It's a runaway. We're calling right. it for J Fish. All right, Jay Fish, congrats. You are the winner of the Revos tonight. We'll get a screenshot of that and post it later of your costume. Uh, <laughs> yes, we will. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> what a show, Ryan. I wasn't sure how that would go tonight, being Halloween night, and, you know, a little different little different theme, but I think it went good. We had a big audience on YouTube, Facebook. Fun. I like it. I like it. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, get out there and roll somebody's house, throw some rotten eggs, whatever you get down with. Go balls. Go balls, baby. One more week. <laughs>